One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi everyone. I'm Kirby. Welcome to Los Angeles. You might be wondering, where is Sarah? And my work wife, my partner, my confidant. She's a mom now. Happy one week anniversary birthday to little baby Zoe Christensen. Sarah went into labor, as you guys know, if you heard Tuesday's episode last Friday. And little baby Zoe is here. She's happy and healthy and the entire family's doing great. But that meant that she was early. She was initially supposed to come in October. So we had actually planned to gang record a few last episodes this week in anticipation of Zoe entering the world, but we didn't get that opportunity. So that means that we had to reroute, figure out what we were going to do. So as I had mentioned earlier this week, we were planning on today's episode kind of being like this bigger, longer, more narrative-focused episode about menopause. And we were going to include Dr. Varkey and today's guest within the same episode. But obviously, things changed. So Dr. Varkey, my gynecologist, was on Tuesday to discuss the impacts that menopause has on your body and what is actually happening with that And we got a lot of positive feedback on that episode, so thank you to everyone who listened. Also, apologies if you guys can hear stuff happening in the background. Patrick is making dinner, and my office is by the kitchen, so you can hear some rustling going on. Thanks for making dinner, babe. But today's guest is somebody that I met recently because I did a Zoom, like, informational meeting with her for a new line that she's launching. Her name is Dr. Zenobia. She is a board certified dermatologist and she specializes in hormonal skincare. So I felt like this was kind of like serendipitous almost because we knew we were going to do the menopause episode, but we weren't sure who to really reach out to uh, in terms of the skincare portion. And then I had this meeting with her and we hit it off right off the bat. She is so informed. Obviously she's a doctor, obviously she's accredited and she has so much knowledge to share, but she really really just is is so great at teaching and, and explaining and educating people. And when I learned that her brand is really focused on hormonal skincare, I thought who better to talk about menopause than Dr. Z. So Dr. Zenobia has 15 years of extensive integrated experience in medical dermatology, surgical dermatology, Mohs micrographic surgery, and aesthetic treatments. She is renowned for her deeper than skin philosophy that addresses the root cause of your symptoms, which I fully appreciate because I I hate when I go to a dermatologist and they just throw a prescription at me. I love that she really goes deeper to figure out what is the root cause of your skin issues. Her unique hormonal dermatology expertise allows her to examine structure, function, and physiology of skin at the biochemical level to achieve maximum results. Dr. Zenobia is also the founder and head dermatologist of Xena Medical in Newport Beach, California, where she is highly sought after amongst her high-profile clientele for her natural, just underdone 
cosmetic artistry. You guys are going to fall in love with Dr. Z and I definitely want her to come back on the show because we could have a whole episode about inflammation, which we mentioned during the interview. I am going to include all of Dr. Z's links on our website so that you can access her information online and also learn a little bit more about her brand. She's incredible. Trust me, you're going to love her. It's just me and Dr. Z during this interview. Sarah had already given birth to Zoe at this point, so uh, she was chilling at the hospital. And Dr. Z and I were talking about skincare and menopause. (laughs) A very hormonal week indeed. Enjoy this episode, everyone, and we'll talk to you on Tuesday. So Dr. Z, when it comes to menopause, what can we expect to happen to our skin? That's a really good question, Kirby. A lot of things happen during menopause to our skin. And first, I think it's really important that everyone kind of understand menopause doesn't happen in a year. Okay. There's a perimenopausal period. There's like an active menopausal period and there's like a postmenopausal period. And basically the entire process, I think, takes anywhere from like 10 to 15 years and essentially it's the the change in our hormones and our sex hormones and what ends up happening is as we begin to age and our body starts turning on genes that essentially change our hormone profile everything gets affected your cognitive function your menstrual site. I mean, we all think of like, oh, our period stops. You know, that's not really, that's not the ding dong. It's so much other stuff. Um, I know that our, our thyroid is affected, our, our cognitive function, our mood, your, your sleep centers, and definitely the skin. And one of the things that people don't know is that there is a ton of hormone receptors on the epidermis. Just in general, we have a lot of estrogen receptors, particularly in the face. And our oil glands which are all over our hair glands, right? We have hair follicles and the oil glands are attached to the hair follicle. They have specific receptors for all um, all hormones and particularly testosterone. The four main things you see with menopause, first thing that happens is increased dryness and dehydration. The second thing that happens during menopause on our skin is you get decreased collagen production and elastin. Okay. Um, The third thing that happens is that you end up getting basically increased laxity. And sometimes in some people, people, you can get an increase in acne because the hormone milieu at the hair follicle level is causing androgens to be predominant. Androgens are male hormones. And when you have the, you know, you have a little hair follicle and it has a cocktail of hormones. And essentially when that cocktail shifts and you've got a little bit more of this and a little bit of that, it, it affects the stimulation of the oil gland. And so you do get a higher androgen effect on the hair follicle. And so some women will experience adult female acne, you know, and they're the real cystic ones underneath the chin and the painful ones, not your typical T-zone acne. Wow. Okay. A lot, a lot to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, you do see a lot, well, one of the things I always say that, you know, in general, the skin is all over our body, which also includes our, our genitals and our vaginal tract. So one of the things that people complain of quite a bit is like increased vaginal dryness, you know, maybe urinary tract infections because, um, you know, the, the tissue down in the vulva and in the genital tract isn't functioning as well. And you lose kind of that muscle tone, you lose the hydration, and you can start experience, and that's all changes in the skin, 
of the vagina, the skin of the vulva. So the skin is kind of contiguous with that whole unit. And, um, and so we see that stuff definitely on our face. And so we age because of menopause. Okay, got it. Are there any signs when it comes to our skin that maybe is a red flag like, all right, you're embarking on menopause, it's beginning. I love it. Um, kind of. And again, a lot of these signs are insidious. They're, they're kind of like they creep up on you slowly. It's not like all of a sudden one day you, you wake up with dry skin. But typically, one of the most common things women begin to tell me, even in their like mid to late 40s, is, wow, I'm so much drier. I need a moisturizer. I used to be so oily. So um, what happens is when you've got a lot of estrogen in your blood, stream, you know, when you're 20 and 30 and, and you're kind of dewy and like soft and, and fluid filled, you, you basically are retaining fluid. But one of the things that uh, lower estrogen causes is something called transepidermal water loss, which means we're kind of evaporating our water transepidermal water loss. And that's a significant sign of estrogen deficiency. And so women just start feeling drier in general. You know, I'm feeling really dry under my eyes or God, I used to be so oily. So I think dryness is one of the first signs. So let's talk about at home. I mean, actually, I'm kind of curious, like when it comes to estrogen, I hear a lot about things like human growth hormone and and why those are really popular with like celebrities. Uh-huh. Um, I know it's a little bit controversial. A lot of doctors, like you can't just mm-hmm. like go to the doctor and be like, I want HGH. But do you, do you know a lot about HGH? And is that something that women are doing for yes. menopause? I, I, I'm not an endocrinologist. I'm not an expert in H, HGH, okay. but I know that um, human growth hormone affects a lot of different hormone profiles in the body. And so HGH is high during a young life. And so we're losing those genes that are, ma- or you're basically slowing down the production of HGH as we age. But as far as its effect on estrogen, its effect on testosterone, it, it doesn't really impact those particular hormones directly. But essentially, you know, a lot of these hormones, Kirby, they're interplay. You've got cortisol and thyroid and all the sex hormones and everything's kind of interplaying. So I know that human growth hormone is popular now because it gives people vitality and you get like increased muscle mass and it's direct relationship with the sex hormones. I'm not an expert in, but I know that it doesn't have a tremendous effect on the estrogen of the body and therefore not that much effect on the skin. Okay, perfect. Love to hear it. Okay. Uh, So that way people aren't trying to get HGH on the black market or something. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And it does. I mean, I do. I'm a firm believer you go to your medical expert and um, and you basically get a thorough medical evaluation because one of the things that people are worried about is if you do human growth hormone and you have, let's say, like an indolent cancer that's kind of hiding, can you be feeding that cancer with the human growth hormone. So there's, there's a mm. lot involved and people should not take this hormone replacement therapy lightly. You need to see an expert. Totally. Okay. So what would you recommend for an at-home regimen with someone that's starting to go through the process? Uh, when we spoke with Dr. Varkey, the gynecologist, you know, she said, this isn't just like a wake up and you start going through it. It's a, it's a process. It's something like you said, it's insidious. It yes. happens over time. Correct. Just like I said. Yep, exactly. So, um, are there certain ingredients that you recommend to your clients when they start going through this from the beginning? Is there a specific type of product that you think is most beneficial? Got it. I love it. So first of all, yes, because I mean, no matter how old you are from 20 to let's say, you know, 70, whatever age group you're in, 
I think hormonal balance on the skin is important. Okay. And I also think that no matter what, as a, as kind of like your nerdy dermatologist, I'm going to say that sunscreen is the most important because although we can't kind of directly affect what's happening in our bodies hormonally at every different level and every day, you know, you're upset, you're happy, you're this, um, or we ate, you know, meat last night and we had wine last night, you know, every day our body's constantly adapting to the external stressors and, and all the environment that we kind of expose our body to. The one thing I recommend everybody and it's boring is sunscreen because you want to control the collagen degradation from the outside in. Okay. Secondly, as you're approaching menopause and you become more dehydrated, I do, you know, even though moisturizers kind of got, uh, you know, off the Richter scale once Retin-A came on the market, I do think hydration is really important. And so, you know, a hyaluronic acid is excellent for hydration without oiliness. Okay. So I do think you, you begin to need more hydration and I like hyaluronic acid because it's a hydrator without being oily. The other key ingredient that I recommend for all of my patients that are in that menopause is a glycolic acid. Okay. Glycolic acid, we all know about, we've heard about it. Why is it so special? What glycolic acid does is um, one of the things that happens as we get older is we don't shed as normally. So when you're a baby, you're like shedding your skin about every seven to 14 days. So your epidermis goes through like a differentiation process. It starts at the basal cell of the epidermis and it kind of graduates and then desquamates. So babies, and that regular desquamation is what makes our skin smooth and dewy. And as you get older, the desquamation process slows down. So you think of like the old crusty guy. He's not dry. He's just not shedding the way we normally should. So glycolic acid is a great topical agent. And that's why I made a glycolic acid pad in, in my skincare line, Dr. Zenovia, you know, because basically you need that shedding kind of help. So when you get around anywhere between 35 to let's say 55, you're not shedding as normally and you heap up that dull layer. You don't look dewy. You look kind of flat. And so glycolic acid does that. And then the last thing that I think is critical during menopause and, and just throughout kind of the aging process of the skin is a retinol. Okay. Retinols are tried and true Kirby. They are a collagen preserver. They enhance cell turnover and they essentially inhibit the degradation of collagen. So we have enzymes in the skin that turn on with age that basically start eating up our collagen endogenously. Forget about sun exposure or cigarette smoking. These are genes that turn on. One of the enzymes is like ornithine decarboxylase and retinols directly inhibit that enzyme. So you're kind of turning off wow. the eating up of the collagen. So retin is really important. It, does it matter? Does it have to be a prescription or can it be something that you get over the counter? I think that's a super good question. I think um, retinols, they're so tried and true and researched ad nauseum in, in the field of dermatology. We know how good they are at, at preserving collagen and also causing that regular desquamation to give you that beautiful waxy, like dewy look. And so they've been really researched. And the bottom line is the prescription dosages of, of um, retinols are superior in the active process of what they do. But, you know, um, they've been Jimmy down so much because people know they work. And so they're used as a marketing tool. So you can go to like the grocery store and buy it at like Rite Aid. And those ones really don't have the same effect. So what I tell people is prescription is the best. 
But again, this was one of my motivations and my inspiration to kind of create a medical grade skincare line because I felt that you had to come and see a dermatologist to get a good retinol, you know, and not a lot of people have access to dermatologists. So I, I've created like a retinol that is, is kind of its active form. It's, um, it's, it's the pure form of, of retinoic acid and it's the alcohol form. So it becomes available. So you can find active retinols in, in really high quality skincare products. My doctor's, you know, line has it, what, the, by far my favorite product is the ret, retinol in my line because it's an eye cream and it's a, and it's just, it's the one thing we all need is sunscreen and the retinol. Everything else is kind of icing on the cake. Amazing. Okay. I want to just step back for a second to the desquamation. Yeah. That's normal though, right? Like everybody, everybody's yes. desquamation period gets longer as they age. That's not something that you can stop. No, it's, and, and what happened, interestingly, there are certain skin diseases that make that desquamation process even more retarded or even more slow, such as psoriasis psoriasis is the, the nature of psoriasis is you're heaping up that dead layer and it's not slaking off. So you get like scaly micaceous scale. So the answer is we all end up having a prolonged desquamation process and, um, and some of us worse than others. And so kind of amplifying that, like, for example, one of my favorite body lotions has been around since like the fifties. It's eulactin. It has lactic acid. And it's not that it's moisturizing. Everyone thinks, oh, I'm dry, I need moisture. No, no, no. You need to slough down that dead layer. Your skin is hydrated, it's just heaped up. So that's a really interesting kind of concept. Do you need moisture or do you need desquamation? And it's really exfoliation that most people need when they get dry with age. Oh my gosh, I want you to come on and just do a whole episode on desquamation. I've, I have- Yeah, it's so interesting. I've like literally- It's so interesting. Never even heard that specific term before. Yeah, yeah. So the epidermis is like super interesting because it's a bioactive organ. It's the interface between the inside and the outside world. So we can do a ton of stuff to it outside, but we're kind of victim to what's happening inside. And so it's kind of like that delicate balance. So like my goal is, okay, I know we can do all these cranes. I know we can do all these lasers and injectables, but what's happening inside the body? And hormones are huge impact on the skin. And, and that kind of was the inspiration and my motivation for creating a hormonal skincare line because I didn't feel it was really being addressed. Yeah, I think, it's, I think that it's so brilliant that you went with that angle specifically because I think consumers especially are becoming more savvy yes. on hormones and how they are affecting not only, you know, the way that th their mind and, you know, like spirit feels, but also their body and their skin and all that good stuff. So we've talked about some of the things to look for at home. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about like treatments or prescriptions or procedures. You know, as a dermatologist, I'm sure women are coming to you saying, I don't feel like myself. I don't look like myself. It feels like yes. I woke up one morning yes. and I look like the complete opposite of of who I was. Yes. The other key thing, the other thing that I think is super fascinating, Kirby, a lot of women tell me, and, and maybe you've experienced this, they'll come to me and they'll say, oh my God, I don't know what it is. But just like in the last month, I look at myself in the mirror and I'm not who I am. And what's interesting, and, and, and maybe Dr. Vardy can attest to this, is that women don't age linearly. We don't get one day older every day. We'll go through spurts. So like, we'll look good. And then like two weeks later, we look like so not good. And then it's like, we're kind of okay. 
And then again, we're like, holy crap, you know, we don't look good, right? So you go through spurts of aging and, and those, it's kind of like, I, I liken it to children in language. When a child learns to speak, they don't learn one word today, one word the next day. They go like from two words and then one day they learn like 10 and then they learn like 20. And it's like, they go through spurts of growth and that's how we age as well. And so our skin doesn't just like gradually change over time. All of a sudden you'll be like, oh my God, all of a sudden I see a jowl. I didn't have that like two weeks ago. So uh, addressing your question specifically about what are some procedures, you know, this runs the gamut. And um, I, I, I love what I do as a dermatologist and I do a lot of aesthetic medicine, um, both with lasers and injectables. And there's no question in my mind that as the dermis of the skin gets thinner with age, you begin to experience both volume loss and laxity. Okay, those are the two things. So you're losing volume, that's a huge factor, and you're losing, uh, you basically increase laxity. As far as procedures are concerned, very early I will begin recommending um, radiofrequency procedures such as thermage or even uh, procedures like genius or profound and and what and basically all of these procedures are providing deep heat into the tissue which is a lot of times bypassing that epidermis so it's just delivering deep heat radio frequency is a long wave um, um, energy source and it's tickling the skin and basically tricking your brain into thinking there's a little bit of heat trauma and it'll, it'll um, stimulate your fibroblast to produce collagen. So they're collagen stimulating procedures. I think that word, Kirby, as you know, because you're a beauty editor, these words get kind of overused and it's like, well, which ones really do that? And I tell women, you can go home at night and slap your cheek at night and you're stimulating your collagen. Um, but we do controlled laser and uh, energy procedures that stimulate the tissue from the bottom up. And you get that thickness, that spongy layer of the dermis is stimulated. Once you get into kind of the later stages and you're beginning to see volume shifts and you're beginning to see hollowness and kind of like an early jowl, you know, I do like a little bit of volume enhancement and replacement, not so much here. So you get that fake cheek look or like that big, like monkey mouth from doing nasal labial fold, but more back in the support and you kind of fill back here and it kind of tightens you. And again, a volume enhancement, as you know, is kind of like a lot of people are afraid of it. They're afraid to look fake. I know I am. I think the pendulum went too far in like the early 2000s and people got kind of kooky with it. And now a lot of people are very apprehensive, but there is a very beautiful, you know, elegant way to do volume replacement with fillers, which makes you replace that volume that's been lost and enhance the turgor of your skin. So I think early lasers, for collagen stimulation, and later as you begin to see the later stages of, of, of volume loss, volume enhancement with fillers is amazing. Got it. I love that. Is there, like, were, are there any, like, prescriptions or anything you would recommend or nah? Well, sometimes, I mean, like, this is Dr. This is definitely Dr. Varkey's uh, thing, but, you know, I do recommend women start looking into their hormone profile and start discussing their symptoms with their gynecologist or their endocrinologist and basically considering bioidentical hormone replacement. 
I think that, um, you know, it's, it's a medical indication. I think it's largely based on symptoms and symptoms are very personal. Um, it's not just checking your blood and replacing what you've lost because a lot of people will all check their blood work, their hormone profile, and they'll be like totally normal, but they feel really bad. They're not sleeping. They have anxiety. They're irritable and, and they're just depressed. And so, you know, just because your hormone profile looks good, you might not feel good. True. So you really need a trusted like doctor that can kind of like scratch the surface with you and not just be like the robotic kind of lab reader. Totally. And so, and that's where like, you know, somebody like Dr. Varga, cause I know you have a personal relationship with her is so powerful in your life. Wow. I need to definitely look into that. I mean, I'm, we all do. We all do. Um, um, as far as um, medications for skin, the only medication that I'll say is we do begin to see more melasma with age. Melasma is a pigment disorder where you get the brown spots. A lot of us have heard of it. Definitely hormonal related without a doubt and largely due to ultraviolet radiation. Um, I do um, like to add a little bit of tranexamic acid orally, which is a medication that we use safely to essentially decrease um, the internal element of melasma. And I use it as a tertiary drug, which means I'll first try lasers, I'll first try topicals, and then I'll go into prescription therapy for that if nothing's working. I'm actually on those pills. Dr. Z. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I'm on them. I have an IUD. Okay. And I, okay. every type of birth control I've been on, I've developed melasma from it. And when I get off of it, my skin clears up almost like day to night. It's insane. Okay, Kirby, that's kind of cutting edge, girl. I'm proud of you. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. My dermatologist here in Los Angeles, Dr. Samolitis, uh-huh. is actually the person. And I was very like, I mean, she talked to me about it for three years before I finally was like, Okay, but that's because I'm recovering because when I was in college and high school, when I would go to my dermatologist in Texas for acne, they put me on uh, antibiotics. Got it. And I was on antibiotics for years, like even when I didn't need them because I was afraid if I got off of them, it would come back. I was like, I shouldn't be on antibiotics for this long. Like this is insane. Yeah, forever, exactly. So I kind of became like anti-oral medication at that point. I was like, nope, not not doing Uh anything. So she really had to be like, listen, trust me, there's studies behind this it's it's actually you find it in probably a lot of the serums that you're using but this exactly i'm finding amazing results with you should try it so i've been doing it for about six months and i'm very happy good and it's slow but it works so that's yep. awesome good for you so yeah those are the kind of um prescriptions that i think can become, become effective and um again i do believe in supplements okay you know i think um omegas vitamin d and astaxanthin Astaxanthin is an internal sunscreen uh, compound. I love it. Uh huh. It's basically what we find in kind of the phytoplankton in the ocean, which is in the middle of the glaring uh, sun, you know, 12 hours out of the day. And astaxanthin is a really high antioxidant. And it is proven to decrease what we call the minimal erythema dose. The MED is the marker we use for what makes something a 15 SPF or a 30 SPF, it's called minimal erythema dose. And when you take astaxanthin, it decreases the, uh, the basically it lengthens the amount of time that you can be in the sun before you get red. Wow. So it's internal sunscreen. So I recommend that in all women as well as omegas and vitamin D. Okay. That's, that's fantastic. Anything women should avoid skincare wise? Are there any products or ingredients that you're like, uh-uh, don't go there? 
You know, great question. I got this question the other day and I thought long and hard about it. And uh, the only thing that I see that women make a mistake on, and there's two things. One is overuse of scrubbing, you know, overuse of granules and like, you know, too much like Clairsonic or too much like scrub. And one of the things that I, I can't emphasize enough is that the epidermis is, is like I said, it's, it's the barrier between the in and outside world and you need it. You need barrier function. And that epidermis, even though I'm talking about desquamation, it's kind of like that delicate dance where you want to kind of be dewy, but you don't want to strip your skin of that like beautiful barrier because a when you strip your skin of that barrier by over scrubbing or over treating you end up getting more inflammation possibly more broken blood vessels and melasma because there's broken blood vessels and melasma kind of go hand in hand and then you can also kind of just exacerbate rosacea and all sorts of conditions so the barrier is very important so A, avoid over scrubbing and over granules. And the second thing that I tell people to kind of avoid is don't layer so much crap on your skin. You know, a lot of people are like serum, moisturizer, toner. And at the end of the day, if you go back to the basics of chemistry, I don't know if you ever took chemistry, but if you had an oily substance and you wanted to dissolve it, you don't add water. Water and oil separate. So do you remember that um, the eponym like dissolves like? Mm -hmm. So if you had an oil and you put another oil, you're just dissolving that oil. Totally. Right? So when you're layering all those things, you're basically just putting expensive creams and wiping them off with the next. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's kind of like basic chemistry. So I tell people, you need a couple of actives, you layer them on slowly, and you don't need 25 products. I think a lot of people waste their time and um, essentially are diluting the previous product that they put on. Incredible. That was that was so yeah. well put. I'm I'm obsessed with you. You're amazing. I I like want to <laughs> like give you a hug. Oh my god! I can't believe you're on Tranexamic. I love you for that. That means you're a baller. <laughs> Well, thank you. This is obviously very important to us. We wanted to cover menopause. Um, our audience, some of them are on, like they're gonna get there in a few years. Some of them may be experiencing like early onset symptoms and some are maybe just experiencing it through their mothers. Yes, yes. Honestly, what I can say to that age group is is around 30 years start being dehydrated, particularly up in here, okay? Yes. So you wanna kind of start an eye cream in your late 20s, early 30s. Secondly, you wanna look at radio frequency procedures early. And, and the reason I like it is because it's preventative. It basically keeps that collagen thick in the dermis. And it, it's kind of like you're in front. You don't want to like wait till something goes bad and fix it. You want to like mm -hmm. prevent it from going bad. Totally. Right? You yeah. want to kind of be in front of the problem. Yep. So I really like radio frequency. And, um, and to be honest, because I do like that really dewy fresh look like you have Kirby, your skin's absolutely glowing right now. It's so pretty. I really like a good chemical peel once a year. I just, I, I really do. It's almost like a fresh haircut. You know, the end of your hair is dead. The top of your skin is dead. Once in a while, you got to trim those ends. Once in a while, you got to strip down that dead layer. So one chemical peel a year, I really recommend for that cohort that you're talking about. Do you have a favorite chemical peel? Such a good question. I'm old school. I think the chemical peel process is essentially the same. You're basically melting the keratin that's heaped up on that stratum corneum. So how you melt it is kind of like whatever you want. I like Jesner, 
Jesner is resorcinol. Sal acid has a little bit of three acids. It's considered, it can be a light to medium depth chemical peel. Um, you have to be careful with people who have uh, you know, darker skin types like myself to go lighter. You have to make sure you're not retinized too much because if your skin is too stripped, you can, you can burn. But I love good old Jesner peels. Now, if you have melasma, or if you have like some pigmentation, I really like peels that have mandelic acid. Mandelic acid has, is from almonds and it has blanching agents. So again, getting in the hands of a good esthetician, a good physician that can analyze you, you know, I kind of feel chemical peels are one, six, half dozen of the other and spending money on that popular one, you know, the blue peel, the vi peel, they're all just desquamators. Okay. Okay. Desquamation. Yes, you got that oh word. Oh my God. I freaking love that <laughs> word. I love you. You are fantastic. Where can people find your line? I'm so happy you asked. Thank you for that. Basically, drzenovia.com, Z-E-N-O-V-I-A. It's my full name, Zenovia. And um, you can find it online. It'll be launched in Sephora in October. So I'm very excited, super proud. And it's been just so amazing to develop a line and kind of be at the grassroots level of formulating it's just, it's huge. I feel like I've become a chemist overnight, but um, not overnight at all. It's been like a labor of love, but definitely uh, I have an acne line because I really didn't feel that acne was being addressed hormonally and essentially an essentials line and, and essentials is because it's essential for everyone. So it's kind of like the anti-aging arm of the line. So drzenovia.com. I have to tell you, I, I can never say this word properly, so please correct me. Tell me. The anti-inflammaging, flamaging? Oh. How do you say it? Inflammaging. Inflammaging. Oh my God. Inflammaging. Inflammaging. Okay, we got it. Yeah, at what, your next podcast, we got to do that. I think inflammation is the hallmark of aging and it's called inflammaging. And the idea is that um, the skin is inflamed every day. And I do think part of the aging process is inflammation. And um, you need to really control inflammation with potent antioxidants and ones that actually work because 90% of antioxidants, when you open them, they oxidize. So we can talk a little bit about that. And um, one of my favorite products in my line besides the retinol yep. is the Inflamaging Night Repair. I think every single person should be on it. It's amazing. And it has resveratrol and caffeine. Well, that's, that's my favorite product out of all of them. I was going to say, that's my favorite one. So yeah. It speaks to me. I'm a very anti-inflammation gal. But you know what? That's that's a really. I'm so happy that you like that. And and remember when you just asked me what's your like favorite? What's your like number one no-no? Don't over scrub. That's happened to you. Totally, it has. It it and it spoke to me. And so I was able to put the fire out. I'm I'm rarely red and ruddy. If I am, I know that I've done something. I've I've done the most, and I need to take it down yes. a notch. Um, but that anything with inflammation, yes, I'm attracted to. So when I first when we first chatted, I was like, oh, I'm I know I'm gonna love this, and I do. It's really really great. I am so happy you just said that. Thank you, Kirby, and I love it. And I'll have to send you another bottle because I'm so happy that you love it. Of course. I, I, you're incredible. I would absolutely love to meet in real life at some point. You're a wealth of information. You've taught me so many new things just in our two times meeting that I had never even knew, known before. So um, we're going to have you back on Los Angeles. Where can we find you on social media? On My social media, media handles are at Dr. Zenovia and at Zena Medical. 
And so there you go. It's been both on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok now. Oh my God. And yeah, it's fun. It's super fun. I have a 13 year old daughter. So it's just like, you know what? Why the heck not? Just do it. But at Dr. Zenovia is my Instagram and um, at Zena Medical is my um, medical office. Y'all, by the way, when you follow Dr. Z, her, like she's a walking billboard. I say this a lot for the guests on this show, which I guess <laughs> means like we have great taste, but truly a walking billboard for her practice. Such a beautiful woman, obviously takes amazing care of like her skin and her body and and her Aww. mind's body and spirit, I guess. So thank you. Uh, be sure thank to you. You're her- so sweet, Kirby. Oh my God, I need it. I'm feeling like, you know, kind of, you know how we go through periods where we're kind of feeling shabby. I need to do something. So I, I needed that today. Thank you. You are a gorgeous woman. I have a crush on you. You're just fabulous. (laughs) Everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Los Angeles. Please follow Dr. Z on her social handles. Go to her website. Buy her new line when it's out, either on her website or at Sephora come October. And you guys know where to find us. We're Los Angeles Pod on Instagram and Twitter. We have our website, LosAngelesPod.com. And we will talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 